Um, Rowan, would Rowan like to, I, I hear he's here, if he'd like to come up and testify. And the reason why we testify is because the scripture says that we actually overcome Satan by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. Thank you for coming. Hey church, um, my name's Rowan, for those of you who don't know me. Um, I'll be quick, and I, but I just wanted to encourage you all and um, give glory to Jesus. Twelve weeks ago, I had a, several incidents at work which resulted in disc herniation in my lumbar spine. It was impinging on my nerves, um, causing sciatic symptoms running down to my foot. I was off work seeing specialists and began rehab. During this time, I couldn't sit, I couldn't stand um, for longer than 15 minutes and I was just resting and walking short distances. I came to church twice in, that, in three months because I couldn't find comfort here. So I'd go downstairs several times through the service just to lie down to give myself a break. I couldn't pick up my little girl. I had to get my wife to help dress me at times. And I could literally, literally only find comfort lying on my right side. The pain at times was excruciating, like a knife running down my left leg. We were praying. I know and believe our Jesus heals, but due to the intense pain, sometimes my faith was hard to sustain and fear kept knocking on my door. Physio exacerbated the injury and it made it worse. I kept resting, walking and praying. My family's livelihood was also on the line with our future home loan being in jeopardy because the, um, the bank wouldn't take my pay while I was on workers' compensation. We needed a miracle. In the natural, these injuries can take years to heal. Surgery has its risk and also can um, take quite a significant recovery time as well. Ten weeks in, not much had changed. I had a really bad Wednesday night and Wednesday day. I was in bed all day. I couldn't walk longer than five minutes without needing to just lie down. That night I was making a smoothie at about 8.30 when I felt my body tremble in weakness and my disc went pop right where the injury was. The pain was off the charts, raging, stabbing down my leg, pins and needles, numbness. It was like my disc exploded onto my nerves and just amplified everything. Um, I couldn't move, I could barely talk, I was just in a lot of shock. The ambulance arrived two hours later. They carried me to the stretcher and administered morphine. In the hospital, I had morphine and a catarolac injection and endone. I wanted surgery then and there because I just couldn't handle the pain. A few tests done, I was home the next morning. The next day was a blur on painkillers and I was just exhausted. I went to sleep that night, woke up the next day, no pain. This was two and a half weeks ago, I woke up the next day, no pain. I woke up the next day, no pain. I believe the Lord performed surgery on me that Wednesday night, pulling my disc off the nerve. Later I learned it was the same Wednesday night prayer meeting, Pastor Michelle and the team were praying for me. I went back to work full-time hours this week, Therefore, the bank will accept my pay for our home loan. I can still, I can sit without pain. I can stand without pain. I can walk far kilometres. 
I still have some like residual numbness and weakness, but that's due to the nerve being compressed for a while. I just want to give glory to Jesus and praise him. And I don't understand why and how, but that's the mercy and the wonder of God, as Pastor Martin told me last week. Um, I just want to thank you all for praying for me. I know a lot of people were, and I, I really needed that covering over myself, and um, I just want to give glory to God. Amen. 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 Thank you, Rowan. All glory to our Lord Jesus Christ. Martin, are you coming up? Okay. <laughs> well, good to see you all here. I uh, Okay, we'll open the Bible. If you've got a Bible, you can open it to Job chapter 14. Chapter 14. I'm not here to preach a long time tonight, but I believe I do have a word I want to prophesy tonight. Well, Father, I thank you. You are God Almighty. You are a mighty God. And there is nothing that is beyond you. And Father God, we want to just bless you and praise you for the testimonies here tonight. Now, Father God, when we have no hope, we have you. And you are all we need. Help each and every person here tonight. Place their hope, their expectancy that tonight you will do something for them. That tonight you will change what they can't change. That tonight you will touch their life with your power because that's who you are, Lord. And I pray it in Jesus' name. Okay, uh, Job chapter 14. I want to read this passage. Verse 7. Only a, a small passage I'm going to preach tonight. It says, For there is hope for a tree. If it is cut down, it will sprout again, and that its tender roots will not cease, though its roots may grow old in the earth, and its stump may die in the ground, yet at the scent of water it will bud and bring forth branches like a plant. The Word of God. Father God, I ask that you simply make this Word live and make it manifest in this house tonight. You know, when you read about a tree here, the Word of God is not really concerned with a tree, even though the environmentalists and all the climate change people will say it's very, very important. When you see a tree in the Bible, God's not really concerned with a tree. A tree symbolizes something. In Psalm chapter 1, it symbolizes a righteous man. And if that tree is planted by streams of water, it says... Uh, and, and meditates in the word of God, then everything about that tree will prosper. It's speaking about a person. And here, this Bible, when it speaks about a tree that is cut down, it's, it's speaking about uh, a life. You and I, we can be cut down. Your life can be cut down. And it's speaking about what happens to a life when it is cut down. This tree once was useful. It was useful to God and it was useful to people. It produced fruit for the community and trees could come and find shade in its branches 
And it was tall and it was useful. And then this tree says that it was cut down. And when a tree is cut down, it begins to dry up. And that can happen to your life. You can be in a place where you're useful, where you're thriving, where you're even being beneficial to other people, being used and useful to other people, prospering, being fruitful. And then maybe because it's something that you do that's silly or, or just life in general can just throw you a curve and you can be cut down. And when you're cut down, you begin to dry up. It's like you can have a business that's thriving and you're going gangbusters and a competitor or something you may do cuts you down and then all your business and your customers just start to dry up. It, it could be a health situation. You could be going really well and have all the vitality. You know, you could be uh, thriving and feeling full of energy. And then you get some disease and you can't move and you're cut down. And then your heart and your hope begins to dry up. Could be something in your family. You could get married. And at the start of your marriage, you know, you're full of love for one another. And, and then something happens. And your marriage feels like it's had the rug pulled out from under it. Cut down and it starts to dry up. The love in the marriage starts to dry up. I, I want to encourage you, there's plenty of people in the scriptures who are going along really well and get cut down. The person who wrote this book, Job, had a thriving family, he was wealthy, he was a leader of his community, he was healthy, and he was cut down. And he lost everything. His whole life, even his whole body, dried up like that tree. And there's King David. King David was a young man full of promise. Went into this battle, his future looked rosy, and he fought someone that none of, none of the other soldiers as a young man wanted to fight, this guy, giant called Goliath. And he cut down Goliath. And everybody thought he was going to be king. Even Samuel anointed him as king. But then he was cut down. And he is cut down. And he ended up in a cave rather than being king where he was pursued as a fugitive and everything started to dry up. Joseph is another great, just comes to mind, Joseph. Some young man, again, like David with a great future, had a vision and a dream, was favored by his father, had a beautiful coat. Everything looked great until his brothers cut him down and they put him in a pit. And he was sold to a fellow called Potiphar, who was the head, and then he was put into a prison. And he was cut down. And in that prison, everything dries up. So if it can happen to David, if it can happen to Joseph, if it can happen to Job, it can happen to me. It can happen to you. You can be like this tree that is cut down. I feel like saying to you tonight, though you be cut down, though you be in a pit, you be in a prison, you can be in a lion's den, 
You can be in a fiery furnace. You can be in the belly of a whale. You can be in a borrowed tomb. It might look like it's over, but the Holy Spirit says to you tonight, God's not finished with you yet. God is not finished with you, though you feel like you've been cut down. I don't know who that is here tonight, but life has cut you down. And I'm here just to simply prophesy to you that there is a comeback for you, that God is not finished with you yet. Your best days are yet ahead. And you will, like this tree, sprout again. That's for someone out there who's watching on the internet tonight. God just says it's not over till he says it's over. And it's not over because he's not finished with you yet. And you know, when, when this young man called Joseph, who was cut down, put in a prison, and, and Word of God says, this tree, though it is cut down, it will sprout again. And you know, when Joseph sprouted again, he sprouted so great that he went so high when he came out of that prison that he became the prime minister of Egypt. In 24 hours, he sprouted so high. And he, he not only sprouted so high that Bible says he was sprout again. When he sprouted again, new life, he was so different and so changed and he was so great that his own biological brothers didn't recognize him. When he sprouted again, he was so great. He's so great he was unrecognizable. And you say, well, why does God allow us to go so low? It's because where was Joseph changed into that person that nobody recognized? In the prison. Because God does his best work of transformation, not on a valley, not on a mountain, but in a valley. And so he's changed. Though the tree be cut down, it'll sprout again. You know, sometimes you're cut down because of what people do to you. And other times, your life can be totally derailed. Cho you're going along so well, and then all of a sudden, it's the very opposite. And it's because, not what's been done to you, not because of circumstances, because of your own folly and your own sin. And when you do that, sometimes when you do that, it's the hardest thing to believe that you can come again. That you're going to sprout again. Because you condemn yourself. But I'm here with a word for somebody here who's feeling like that tonight. And God said to a people in Israel who had done really, really, really bad things before God had rebelled completely against him for years and years and years. And they paid the con consequence, but after a season of pacing the consequence, God sent a word to them and said, prophesy to them that I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. That word for somebody who says, the devil says because of your sin, because of your failing, you're disqualified and you're going to be in that pit forever. God says there is a new season for you. There's a new chapter. That chapter is ending and there is a new chapter. God is giving you a future and a hope. 
giving you a future, he himself, and a hope. You know, it says here, this tree, when it's cut down, that its tender shoots will not seize, though its roots may grow old in the earth, and its stump may die in the ground, in the earth, yet at the scent of water it will bud and bring forth branches like a plant. I want to tell you, when you're in the darkest place, when you're in the biggest prison, when your life is a, a prison of sickness, when you've got no hope, when you may be bankrupt, where things may have gone so bad, you may be in such a pit, you may feel like you've been cut down and everything is against you. I want to tell you, when you're in that position and you're completely helpless, all you need is water. It says this tree... Though it be cut down, all it needs is the scent of water. And whenever the Bible speaks about water, it always speaks about the Holy Spirit. And when you're in a bad place, when you're in a pit, when you're in a dungeon, when you're in depression, when you're, all you need is a move of the Holy Spirit in your life. All you need is a scent. All you need is a little bit of the Holy Spirit. And as soon as that happens, your resurrection, your revival starts to flow. And I'm here tonight to prophesy to someone here tonight that you will sprout again because the Holy Spirit, the anointing of the Holy Spirit's in this house, that it looks like it's over, it looks like it's finished, but the Holy Spirit is going to do something in your life. He is going to do something that you can't do for yourself. The power of God, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, says is available on one condition, that you believe. There is a comeback here. The Bible is full of comebacks. It's a story of comebacks. Ruth made a comeback. Joseph made a comeback. David made a comeback. Or Paul made a comeback. It is a story of comebacks. It's a story of trees. Though they be cut down, they sprout again. You say, where? This tree, all it needed was a scent of water. Where do you get that water? I tell you, there's only one source of a comeback. There's only one source of a comeback and it's called resurrection power is what brings a comeback. When a tree is dead, it needs resurrection power to sprout again. Where do you get that resurrection power? Well, Jesus was at the tomb of a man who'd been cut down, though his life was promising, called Lazarus. And he was cut down in his prime. And he was in a tomb for four days, and he started to dry up in that tomb. And Jesus came to that tomb, and he said this. He said, I am the resurrection life. This is what he said before he raised Lazarus back up out of that tomb. He said, I am the resurrection life. He who believes in me, they who he may die, he shall live. And whoever believes in me, lives and believes in me, shall never die. Do you believe this? What he was saying when he said that outside Lazarus's tomb, he's about to do a miracle. He's about to revive that which had been cut down in its prime. He's about to revive that which was drying up in the tomb. And he said, I am the resurrection, the life. What he meant by that, he meant by man can worship other gods, but only Jesus Christ is the source of resurrection life. Only Jesus Christ is the source of the water which brings that tree back to life. That's why he said in John chapter 7, he said, Come to me, all you have thirst, and rivers of living water will flow out of your belly. 
and that is the Holy Spirit. And when you've been cut down, as I said before, all you need, all this tree needs is the scent of water. All it needs is the hint of water. All it needs is the Holy Spirit's going to move. Yet at the scent of water, it will bud. And I'm just here tonight to say to people here, I know people, you, they're here today, you feel like you've been cut down and you are, you are in a place where it feels hopeless. The Bible says there is hope for that tree. That person who feels like that today, that your situation, doctors can't help you, the marriage counselor can't help you, your accountant can't help you because you've been cut down. And it looks like it's over. But I said before, in the pit, in the prison, in the lion's den, in a borrowed tomb, may look like it's over. But God says, in the spirit, he says it's not over because he's not finished with you yet. Whoever that's for, it's not, an, it's not over. It's just the end of one chapter and there's a glorious new chapter ahead for you. All we need to be revived, all we need to sprout again, all we need to have a new season, all we need to come back for a great comeback, you can't do it. It's supernatural. You need the power of God to do it. You need what Jesus had when he was in that tomb. When he was in that tomb and it was over and he was cut down, the Holy Spirit came into that tomb and raised him back up and he sprouted again. And the Bible says the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is now available to all who believe. The power, the water that makes that tree sprout again is here tonight and i declare to you tonight that you will sprout again i declare to that person tonight there is hope for your future that it is not over the power of god can move that stone he can shift the situation he can heal your body he can restore love to your marriage he can bring new customers to your business it is not over you will sprout again all you need is that water where do you get it there's only one place you can get it jesus says you got to come to me all who are thirst and the the rivers of living water will flow from out of your belly and your revival your renewal your restoration will start at that very moment that's all you need and that's all she wrote and i don't know who you are here tonight and i don't know but you someone's come here tonight and you feel like david in that tomb in that cave where you're de depressed you think oh my my life was full of such promise I was full of such promise. I thought I was going, and now I'm in this dark place, this cave. And David was in that cave for a while. You know, he's there for a while because God was working on his character to change him, to prepare him to be king. And when God was working on him in that dark place, there's a tendency to feel like the cave is all there's ever going to be. There's tendency to feel like the prison is all there's going to be. Job was tempted to think that his losses were permanent. There was no way he was coming back. 
word of God says, if we access that water, if we can just encounter, receive the Holy Spirit, we will come again. We will sprout again. David came out of that cave and became king. Joseph came out of that pit and that prison became prime minister. It may feel like you're cut down. God says today, he's not finished with you. He's not finished with you. There's a comeback. Good news. Same power that raised Jesus from the dead. The Holy Spirit is here tonight. And I declare to that person tonight, I declare new life. I declare a new season. I declare new hope. I say tonight the power of God is going to come into that situation. I can't do it. The doctor can't do it. You can't do it. But Jesus Christ said the power of resurrection will make you sprout again. He's going to make you come again. He's going to bring a comeback, the same comeback that Lazarus had. And I'm here tonight. I'm not even preaching tonight. God just said to me, prophesy to someone here tonight. Just prophesy you're going to sprout again. Prophesy it's not over till the fat lady sings. It's not over until God says it's over and the Holy Spirit says tonight it isn't over. It looks like it's over but God's not finished with you yet. All you've got to do is get a smell of that water and the Holy Spirit's here tonight. All you've got to do is come and say, God, touch my life again. The way you do, if if you've never ever come into a church before, you don't know about the Holy Spirit. Power of resurrection that is in the Holy Spirit only comes... The tomb only comes after the cross. So when Jesus says, come to me, and rivers of living water will flow out of you, you've got to come to him first and have your sin forgiven. If you've never come to him, and as soon as you do that, humble yourself, he'll wash you clean of your sin, and he'll fill you. He'll fill your life with the water that makes the tree sprout again. So if you've never... Receive Christ. You can't have the Holy Spirit that brings revival, restoration, new life. You can only have the Holy Spirit once you've come to Christ to have your sin forgiven. And if you need to have that today, if you come here tonight to be healed of something, first thing that needs to be healed is your life, your sin. You need to be healed of all your guilt and your shame. When you come to Christ, who died for all your sin, he will forgive you, cleanse you, and then fill you with rivers of living water that bring resurrection. It's the Holy Spirit. brings life. When you've got the Holy Spirit in you, you know what it's like? It's like we all go down sometimes. But when you're a Christian... And you're a spirit-filled Christian, a spirit-filled who knows that water, who walks in the anointing. We are different. When we're down, we know we're down but not out. We know the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. It's only a matter of time he's going to raise me back up again. I'm going to sprout again. And maybe you've never received that living water. You need to be filled Not only forgiven, but filled with the Holy Spirit. And you will be raised up tonight. 
you'll be revived over and over and over and over and over. I want to tell you, when you're down in that pit, all you need, just the smell of water, just a hint, the Holy Spirit is here. Everything changes. Because the water, the Holy Spirit is the power, is the power of God that turns everything around. So whoever that is for tonight, and maybe it's for a number of people, you are like this tree, and you're not unique. Your life was full of promise, and you've been cut down. Well, happened to David, happened to Job, happened to Paul, at the very peak of his life very peak of his power. It even happened to Jesus. It's, but it's one thing to be cut down. It's another thing to stay down. But if you know Jesus and you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you will, your life will sprout again who is that here feeling like it's over who is here feeling like this is all there's going to be who is just here feeling like all that's going to happen to you from here on is i'm just going to dry up <laughs> god says he's not finished with you god says god says you're coming again i don't know who it is there's a new chapter for you you're coming again and that dry season is going to be over you know why it's going to happen because if you're a believer this tree had roots it was cut down but its roots were still there and if you are rooted and grounded in christ jesus as i said before you will be down but you'll never be down and out there is a comeback coming there's a comeback assured there is new life because jesus christ the power of god he will never forsake you or never leave you. And he'll continue to fight your battles and lift you back up. The same power that raised him out of that tomb when he was down is available to you on one condition, the Bible says, if you believe. If you believe, it's a prophetic word for you tonight that you will sprout again. You will sprout again. But if you just come here and think it was a nice little sermon, you won't. But I'm telling you, whoever that's for, you believe. There's a new season. You're coming out of that tomb. You're going to sprout again. Let's stand. Start to praise him. Let's stand and praise him. Though, If you're a believer, you're down, but you're never out. You're never out. Resurrection power is coming into someone's tomb tonight. Because like I said, you may be in the fire. You may be in the lion's den. You may be in the belly of a whale and it may look like it's over but god but god is not finished with you and he says tonight you're coming out and you will sprout again start to praise him start to praise him because he is the god of resurrection he is the god of the comeback he is the god that even when you're in that tomb he's doing a good work but because he broke out of that tomb, tomb for believers is always temporary. Failure is never final. When you're cut down, you do come again. I'm excited if you're not. Start to praise him, the God of the second chance, God of the comfort.
God of revival, Jesus Christ, the source of resurrection, the source of new life, source of renewal. Lift your hands up. Particularly if you're that tree. Just lift your hands up. It's not permanent. It is not permanent. The religious spirit hates a word like this because it's a prophet, it's a prophetic word. It's a, it's a, I'm prophesying over you tonight. You're going to come again. You're going to come again. You're going to sprout again. Believe like Joseph. You're coming out better than you've ever been. When you come out, people are going to marvel what work God's done in the cave. Not even going to recognize work God did when you were cut down. You're going to sprout again. You're going to sprout again. He's a God of new life. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. Because He's a wonderful Jesus. If you need someone to pray for you, if you need someone to pray for you, come over here. Someone's going to pray for you. God's going to do something new in your life today. <laughs> You're not going to go home without God Himself doing something for you that you can't do for yourself. Don't worry if you don't feel anything. Come believe and receive because the Word of God is you will sprout again. You've been cut down, but you've got to come again because God Himself is going to do it for you. He loves you. Don't let the devil lie to you and said your sin took you out. God says, I'm here to give you a future and a hope. I'm here to do something new and bring you back. Because he's merciful and he's good. Lift your hands up, start to praise him. If you need prayer, people are going to be down here to pray for you.